Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Are they all here? All but one. But I'm going anyway. I'm the best at what I do. You're listening to the Think Tank Podcast. Look at that fucking smile on my face. With your host, Tank Sinatra. All right. Ashley Heseltine. Welcome What's to the up? Think Tank. Thanks. You're in the Think Tank right the AC now. AC is on. Do you feel your thoughts going haywire? Um, I feel good. You feel calm? I feel like feel physically comfortable, Even which is good. Beneath the surface? Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty stable. How's tank, the I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I call you Tank or You can call me Tank. Okay, cool. Everyone calls me Tank now. That's what I thought. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> it wasn't intentional, it just became, you know. Yeah. I'm huge, obviously. So right. It was your actual tank. It was a long time coming. I'm surprised it took me so long, but um, the the nickname thing is it is what it is. It's like my name is Tank now. It's not even a nickname now. It's like George is like my side name. But those names are wildly different. George and Tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tank is cool as shit. George. I've never even fucked a George. I don't know what. I mean, I can't picture a George. Is that the bar? I don't names? know. I'm like, it's this. <laughs> who knows a George? I, I know now, some Georges. George. No, I'm not. I'm uh, and I've never been a George. Don't you feel like they're low key like Greek people? <laughs> Super Greek. Everybody named oh, George Greek. is Greek. Yeah. Okay. Ex- except for me. Yeah. Okay. Um. Wait, but you saying Georges can fuck? I feel like low key they could. I high key. That's a can. strong man name. Well, I'm do you know what big George on man means? names? Huh? Do you know what George means? Mm-hmm. Strong farmer. <laughs> that see? Could be strong fucker. Just prove my point. <laughs> Farmers, they can get it in. Yeah, they can. Um, farmers only. My dad's a farmer. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> is he? Okay, good. My dad's name is George. I don't want to talk about this either. My name is George. My son's name is George. Oh, God. Oh, God. So um, before we get started, because I was telling you before, my sad little podcast is uh, I'm so jealous of you. I have so many questions, which you may not want to answer because trying to keep your fucking audience intact and get them all, uh, which is not going to happen because your audience is probably in love with you and they don't know who I am so well they're they're meme heavy are they like oh god yeah I mean they're millennial women for the most part yeah so and what is the younger one Gen Z like they're is it Gen Z we've young we have a young audience like we've a we've a Wait, I think we have a wide range but they might not even know what audience you're talking about yet oh sorry continue so we, <laughs> George please so I'm so unprepared um Review time, because reviews okay. on iTunes, I don't know if you, when you first started. Oh my God, you, you're not going to read our reviews, are you? No, mine. Oh God, thank one, God. One, just one. Um, because it makes me feel, so the name of this is, unfortunately, I feel like people like hearing their name on the podcast, so they write a review and then they hear their name, they hear the review, they go, oh yeah. cool. Um, but this guy's uh, or girl's name is <sighs> Jif D of Blue. There it is. It's J H F F D F F Y Y V B I U. They definitely just da, 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 typed yeah. in a bunch of letters, but it says Tank's Good News founder, a must follow on Instagram, delivers again with this pod, entertaining and honest conversation with interesting guests. That's you. Right. Humble comedy and good story. Solid listen. Listen to the podcast, write a review. If you're listening to the podcast right now, if you like this episode, which I guarantee you're, you're going to, because the person I'm about to get into it with is. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Um, Leave a review. Let me know what you think. But Ashley Hesseltine, founder of Bros Being Basic, mm-hmm. one half of uh, Girls Gotta Eat podcast, yeah. crushing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be honest. I, it's funny. I like 
Is your life beyond what any of your wildest dreams that you thought it was going to be? Um, I I like this question. So I think you sound like an asshole if you're like, I anticipated this, right? Yeah, it's but true. I did Nobody does. dream this, though. Like, yeah. This was the plan. It really was the plan all along. So it's every day I feel so grateful and happy and kind of can't believe this is my life. But uh-huh. I did want this like this was actually what i pictured like when we started the podcast i was like i had this background in comedy i wanted to perform but not necessarily i just didn't picture myself as like this famous stand-up comedian ever Mm -hmm. but i was like i picture myself as performing helping women empowering women talking about dating it was like all of it rolled into one and it just it is happening it's it's great it's happening right it's it's a dream The reason I asked that is because you started the account Bros Being Basic. Did it start there or there was probably stuff before that, right? My background, you know, long story short, is I am a writer. I started doing stand-up about six years ago. I've always dabbled in TV, radio, entertainment, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've worked for, like, event planning. I've done some PR. I've kind of been all over the place. This was back when I lived in Atlanta. And I had a blog that was pretty popular, and I – this was in 2014, kind of when Basic started. You remember? I mean, I don't. When did you start your account? Bros being Basic. When did you start your account? Mm, 2015. Okay, so Basic really did start. That word became a thing with like the BuzzFeed and the Elite Daily articles, and they yeah. kind of ran the internet. And Basic was this thing, and I started noticing Instagram a lot more. Instagram was not so huge. There weren't a lot of meme accounts or humor accounts. There was like Fuck Jerry and Fat Jewish, and yeah. Um, I wrote a blog titled, What If Guys Acted Like Girls on Instagram? I had all my guy friends create these photos. It took like a month. It was a ton of work. I was like running around taking photos, having like giving guys creative direction, having them create them for me. I almost gave up on it. I was like, this is just a lot of work. And I was like, but I had this feeling that this blog could take off. And it did. And the, the blog blew up and all these other outlets covered the blog. And I started the account immediately after that, like with that theme, obviously. Yeah. And titled it Bros Being Basic. And it, I mean... I don't think that would happen today. It's a different time. That was five years ago. Bros being basic. Just in, Instagram yeah. blowing up in general. Like yeah. the media outlets aren't the same. BuzzFeed doesn't have the same pull that it used to. And it's just too much out there. Yeah. Like you've r- risen above. I mean, yours is awesome. Like you do stuff that's so unique, but people are tired of the same shit. Yeah, but that's why that's why I'm interested in your arc because I feel like, like the fat Jew, right, for instance- mm-hmm. I feel like wh- however anybody feels about him, he was destined to be famous and rich and high profile right. because even like in the early 2000s, he was rapping and yeah. doing, you know, doing wild shit, making videos mm-hmm. or whatever. So uh, I was I had blogs in the early 2000s, which is why uh-huh. anybody who starts off with a blog, I'm like, you were going to be you were going to be something anyway, because if you started a blog and then another blog and then that right. blog didn't work out, and you did another one and they did a video blog and then an Instagram account. Yeah. Like you were clamoring for some kind of, I'm going to say attention, even though attention is kind of like pejorative. It's not, I don't mean it derogatory. Like I wanted attention. I wanted for people sure. to listen to what I was saying because I felt like I had a unique Absolutely. take. Okay. So you were great. I get it. Okay. So you and wanted you're attention. you're also, you're on the right path of like, you know what's happening next. Like if you start a blog today, what are you doing? Yeah. Courtney Kardashian. But like, <laughs> you know, it was... It was like blog. Okay, blogs are over. We know yeah. Instagram. Oh, Instagram's over. Podcasts yeah. like you, those type of people that think like That's that. That's very true. Yeah, and That's they're not good. over. Instagram's not over. But I always think of like what is next because this next? is not going to last forever. Yeah, you know those times. I mean, there was moments when I was just making so much money off a blogging, b bros being basic, and then it starts to dwindle. You're like, okay, yeah, 
what do, what do we do next? What, you, what were you doing? Sponsored posts on Bros Being Basic? Yeah, I still work with brands, but yeah. you know there was years that have been better now over the past five years, and now I obviously, I mean, admittedly, I don't put as much time into it. Sure, but it takes a lot of time. Yes, yeah, you can make a lot of money. People, do, <laughs> it, it, and it's a job. Yeah, people don't realize. I had a talk. You know, Taylor Lorenz is. She's a reporter. She writes about internet stuff almost exclusively. Or not almost exclusively. Yeah, I know that. Lorenzis, is that the name? No, Lorenz. I don't know. She worked for, um, she worked for the Atlantic. Okay. And now she works for the New York Times. Okay. But she, her and I were sp- sitting here talking because all she does is deal with meme accounts basically mm-hmm. for her articles. She gets comments from meme accounts about whatever, monetization oh, yeah, yeah. or um, different trends and whatever. And, and we were talking about how much work it actually is. And I posted that clip on my Instagram and people were furious that I would dare say that running an Instagram account is work. And a few people, I was like, well, what do you do for work? Right. Like, I work, you know, I work in Robin Finance. So what do you do? Like you make like Excel spreadsheets and shit. You make right. phone calls. Who the fuck, what are you, who are you? Right. Like you don't do it all day, every day, seven days a week for four or five days, five, five years in a row. Also just like work smarter, not harder. Like, yeah. I, like I think people <laughs> just think I created this thing and it blew up and yeah, it did. But like my whole life was li- led up to this. I yes. was doing comedy, I was writing. Yeah. I had the idea, mm-hmm. I conceptualized it and I run it, you know, and it, I create the content, I have photo shoots. I, and then I still have to do all the admin stuff and the invoicing and like the, all the things having to do with your taxes and your expense. I mean, it's, it's still a business, but I think people, they're like when someone gets famous or some meme account blows up and yes, it can happen out of nowhere, but people are like, that happened overnight. And it's like, not really. No. I've been like trying to make this happen for years. Yeah. Well, that's like the um the my partner Adam has this uh this theory about just like any any kind of creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. Creativity is really hard. It's hard to A be creative, but B to execute on the creative and then C to make it deliverable to the world, like to the to the yeah, ex- to, to know what people want. Where it's actually good also. Yeah. You can't just put shit out and be like I made this. Right. Like it. People don't like it. You have to spend time <laughs> totally. on it. So <laughs> people are like, I could do that. It's like, well, you haven't. You haven't. Yeah. So maybe you can. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's call it what it Why is. Why haven't yeah. you? <laughs> because it is hard. Yes. Taking action is. I. I had a. I don't know if you feel this way ever, but I have like almost guilt about how good my life is and what I do for a living. I'm like, I don't deserve this. This should be ripped from me, and I should be driving a cab right now. But I feel like. I'm gonna like psychoanalyze you. I feel like maybe that's why you wanted to start like the good news part of it because you're that. I just feel like every day I wake up, I'm like, my life is so great. It has not always been. I've yeah. been broke, you know. I've like not been able to pay my rent, you know, like whatever. I'm not. I was never living on the streets, but it hasn't always been like this. I don't have family money, you know. Like it's just I've like built this all on my own, and yeah. I do feel like I'm living a dream, and I just feel like the more you can give back, I hate that this sounds so cheesy, but I think people that don't think like that, I'm very suspect. Like, I feel like you're like, I'm living this amazing dream. What can I do to give back, to bring positivity to someone's life? Oh, yeah. And so I think we're starting to try more charity stuff. Like, my whole take is if you have a voice that you don't use, like, it's worthless. Yeah. So we're not too political, but I think anything we can do to raise attention to stuff, especially women's issues, and give back to people in need, and, I mean, respond to all the DMs people send us, which sounds so stupid, but like it makes makes people's day better. So I just think that that's, if you think like that, you're a good person. Yeah, I try to be a good person. And the more more I'm honest with myself about who I am and what I do and, and like the way I operate, 
if I knew myself, I would be aggravated at myself for not thinking I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, who are you? Are you so arrogant? Like, you're so fucking important. You can't just be a good person. You have to feel guilty about it. Mark Manson, who you guys had mm-hmm. on your show, in his new book, um, Everything is Fucked, he talks about the moral gap. Did you read that book? I did. Sorry. He's, no, it's okay. He's <laughs> like, not going to listen. Like... It doesn't matter. He definitely didn't listen to his episode, like our no. episode with yeah, him. Yeah, he does. He so like much retweeted shit. one thing. We're like, that's fine. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate Mark. it, bro. Um, the moral gap, especially where it's like, if someone gives you um, ten dollars, you feel like you need to do something nice for them. Mm-hmm. You need to, at the very least, you need to say thank you. Yeah. Saying thank you closes the moral gap because they've separated themselves as higher morally right. than you. But one thing people will do to close the moral gap is to feel guilt, because if there's no consequence then there's no way to even that out. So mm-hmm. I think that's why when I read that, I was like, that's why I feel guilt. But also, well, I like you, I've been in some bad situations and it really looked like my life was just not gonna be good for a long yeah. time. So now that it is good, am I gonna allow myself to enjoy it? I would like to say yes, but yeah. um, there's times where I do and there's times where I don't. But I think that that's healthy. And I wonder if you, and somebody who has had different levels of success, and different platforms and different arenas, do you feel now more like you've earned it or do you still feel like maybe it's a little bit of luck? So I think about this stuff all the time uh, and just like how, I'm not really like a religious person, but I think- Praise, praise Jesus, yep, keep going. I think, <laughs> but I think like religion is just karma. Like it's like tr- treat people how you want to be treated. You do yeah. something nice that comes back to you. You do something terrible, it has to come back to you. You can't just like live this terrible life. You know, yeah. I think people- live based on religion. I'm like, maybe you just live based on like trying to be a good person. Yeah. But I I think I've earned this 100%. I think I've like put in the time. I think I've made a lot of like good career moves and taken risks and just like believed in myself. But, you know, I had parents that, you know, supported me in every way, you know, emotionally and like my career and my choices yeah. and never judged me and never. So I feel lucky in that way. When I feel lucky, it feels that like I can't believe I was like born into this family. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm not worthy of, like, my parents. They're the p- most amazing people, so. Or at this time, right? Yeah, and I just, I look at people's life, and I think you see a lot of people that have, like, really tragic things happen, and then they have these great lives, and it, to me, that feels a little more balanced, and sometimes I'm like, nothing terrible has happened to me. Like, when's it going to happen, you know? So that's why I just try to, like, do as much for other people as I can, <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah. try to spread the luck i get i don't know i don't i don't like to use the word luck i think i i earned this and I, i've made the right moves and worked really hard well things will happen things will happen that are, are tragic in your life it's, yeah it's to it be honest everybody it's not even a full life if there's no tragedy absolutely and that's you know, not to say i haven't been through like hard times but i have not compared to a lot of people yeah you know do you think your highs have outweighed your lows at this point yeah i yeah. think so i i mean i think it all i think so much of it comes down to family I th- like that's what people now like a lot of th- people t- you know obviously tell us their relationship problems you know, my friends and whatnot yeah and i just immediately can diagnose it based on like their relationship with their parents or how they were brought up like it kind of always goes back to that always so Do you read a lot uh i used to read a lot more my mom was a librarian so my whole life i was like reading <laughs> i uh all the books i sometimes not not as much i should read more yeah when read- i'm reading a book i love i'm like this is so much better than any tv show i could oh. watch what am i doing with my life yeah like, just pick up that fucking book. I know. It's hard, though. Do you? Um, I'm on a kick right now where I'm reading a lot, but that's because Ryan Holiday just came out with a new book. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? 
I don't. He wrote. I almost lied. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. The holiday? I love the holidays. Do you? It's always a toss-up if I'm going to lie. When someone's like, do you know? Well, but you know why? And this is what I was just thinking about when you were talking about being born into the family that you're born into. I feel lucky that I was born in the time that I was born in. Because mm-hmm. if I was born in the 50s, I'd be fucked. I'd be at work. I'd be like, when you, you know, right? See a picture? It's a funny caption, right? Get back to work, Resh. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Get out of here. Deliver the milk, moron. This guy's always cracking jokes. Well, there was no opportunity yeah. for people like us. But, and you were born early enough to like, you know, we're similar in age, but where we got to like live a life before social media. Yeah. I feel lucky every day. Hundred percent. I got through our souls. College or high school. This time. Like bullying wasn't the same. I feel so lucky. Me too. I had I a know. normal childhood. We played outside. And then the internet came. Yeah. And sucked us all indoors. I know. Into the matrix. It really, just. I was like 15 or 16 when AOL came out. AIM or Instant oh, Messenger, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Dial up. Um, oh, man. Your parents would pick up the phone and not yeah. kick you off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was about to get nudes. No, I wasn't getting nudes at 15, 16. But I don't even know if you could send a picture over AIM at that time. I don't think so. It would have taken like you four hours. You had an away hours. message. That was it. It would have taken like four hours. And that's how you a thirst trap was yeah. on AIM. Busy. <laughs> Having fun with Song my lyric. friends. Song <laughs> lyric. Yeah. She okay? She's got a stained lyric up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I lived a full life. And uh, I also lived a full life before the whole Instagram thing happened. Like I had a full, I had a job, a wife, kids. Mm-hmm. Like I was ready to yeah. just do that forever. And I was totally fine with it. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I got swept up by the Instagram momentum. And I was, now I make my living off of memes. Like people ask me what I do for a living. I'm like, I, I work on the internet, okay? I don't even want to tell you that I make memes for a living because it sounds right. absurd. But there are so many different opportunities for people like you and me who are maybe like in the 80s. I'm, I always say, and my wife thinks this is like the funniest thing ever because I, I know what I look like and I know that I'm not a like, Hollywood actor, but like if I was any less good looking, I would be fucked. Like, <laughs> You're right over the line. I'm so right where I need to be as far as looks goes. I'm not like the most handsome guy, but I'm not like a, a cretin either. I have to use my personality. Let's just I say. feel like that too. And we tell our, Raina and I, my co host, we tell our agent and our managers, like we, now we have a team of people. It's kind of crazy. It does feel like unreal, but. We're like, we don't want a TV show. We don't need to be in HD. We're yeah. in our 30s. We're not. <laughs> like, I know what I look like. Like, I'm confident. Yeah. I love the way I look, but yeah. I realized at a young age I needed to be funny. Yes, me like, too. Like, first grade. Because I was a fat kid. I, I was just not attractive. <laughs> like, I wasn't fat. I just, I was really tall and skinny. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, oh, you realize that you, most people, not all, most people that are really funny, and I'm not saying I'm so funny, but I do comedy. I'm allowed to yeah, say that. Yeah. Uh, we're not always attractive. There's no way. You, you had to go through an awkward phase. You had to realize the value of being funny. Yes, you have to. There's no way around it. Like there was this, I remember this guy like in Atlanta that did comedy, and I'm like, 
he's just so cocky and he was so good looking. He was so bad at comedy. And I yeah. think he just thought he was so good. And I'm like, you've just been like the popular good looking kid your whole life. You are not going to be funny. I hate to tell you. You know what it's like? <laughs> it's kind of like when a comedian gets really big and then they don't really have to be funny anymore. And their material suffers because yeah. everywhere they go, everybody laughs at everything. Yeah, and you have no idea. You have no way to know. And it's that happened to Dane Cook. That's the first time I ever saw it happen to somebody mm-hmm. like black and white. He had his... Um, Harmful If Swallowed, which was like the funniest CD or special I ever heard yeah. in my entire life. That was the first one where he had the black tank top on. Well, we used to listen to the other one, like on a CD. Vicious Circle? Yes. No. Um, Vicious Circle was the one I'm thinking of. Vicious with, like, Circle. like the Kool-Aid Man and the like, I'm coming in. Like No, the that's car- that's um, Harmful If Swallowed. Okay. Oh, it's unreal. The, yeah. the, the, the When you get into the car accident. Yeah. You I just still stare at it. it. Yeah. Well, can you fix it right now with your eyes? <laughs> He was like the first person that was ever like, I just want to dance. Like, that's not even funny anymore. But he was, I mean, we would just be on the beach listening to that. Like on a a disc man. But then he got so big and so like monumental that he, I remember by the time A Vicious Circle came out, I was like, he has no idea what's funny anymore. Mm -hmm. He can't. Because everywhere he goes, it's just like stadiums and loud waves or whatever. But also at the same time, this is something that I think about a lot because he's obviously still doing comedy. And from what I understand, he's back and better than ever uh-huh, in, okay. L- in L.A. Um, his parents both died within a year of each other. And his brother when? stole what, millions. Before comedy or like? Before A Vicious Circle. In between A Harmful of, oh, in between harmful of Swallowed, that double CD yeah. and A Vicious Circle, like tragedy struck. And he was just like empty. think about it. Yeah. And his brother stole millions of dollars from him millions all of his money how do you even i mean he was, I he was his manager it. yeah and then like eventually you know you, you go to check your bank account and you're yeah. like it's forty dollars in here oh, Where's oh all my the... god both of those things happening make me like i don't i don't they think both i happen together i don't think i could come back from it i don't know both parents you could you will you, you and you will the only thing no, this is kidding. a really morbid thought i have yeah. a really morbid thought about my my biggest thing i think about that keeps me up at night is something happening to my parents like it's yeah. just like I said, I feel like I'm not worthy of being born in this family. It's like my the luckiest thing in my whole life, and it, like I honestly just feel like if they're gonna die, they gotta go together. Because like the thought of one of them being without the other is the saddest part. They're in love. Oh God, yeah, 41 years. They're just the. I just don't. I couldn't stomach the thought of them being without each other. So it's like my morbid thought of like if they're gonna go, I hope it is some like tragic car wreck or oh, something, God. so we don't have to see them be lonely. That would be poetic, though, right? Yeah, like the notebook. <laughs> I never saw it. Together. I gotta see that movie. Dang, what? Uh, I've never I seen the Notebook. I know, and I love Ryan Gosling. You know what I feel like would be so funny if like we watch it you, right now. We watch it right now, <laughs> and then you started making Notebook memes now, like in 2019. You oh just yeah. Start like making. You guys, memes. gotta check this movie out. <laughs> <laughs> like the scene in the rain, which you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but like people. Like, I do from memes. People are like, how is Tank? It, like he's just a lot of Notebook content. Yeah, he's he loves Ryan Gosling. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Must be on USA uh, every week or something. I back to the comedy thing. I, I don't know. I still love Amy Schumer's like what she's kind of done for women in comedy, but yeah. I do not know what I. Maybe my taste has changed, but I have not liked her recent specials, and I always wondered if that was it. Like, whatever. She got happy. She got a husband. She got pregnant. Like she's like fuck this. Same thing happens with rappers. Yo, know, it's very hard to be creative when you're not miserable. I totally agree. Very difficult, which is why I keep myself miserable <laughs> with my anxiety and OCD and yeah. my, my, my intrusive thoughts. And I just, last night I was like having some of these thoughts. I have a really, my brain is like really messed up. I, well, I know. And I was talking with um, Raina about, 
I listened to a little bit of it, but I think she listened to most of you on Hannah's podcast, oh, which yeah. was probably all about the mental health stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and she was like, he has had <laughs> an interesting t- time. He is fucked up. He is crazy. I yeah, can't I th- believe we're letting him record with us I in thought, your apartment. I thought, I thought I was going to kill my child. Oh, my God. I, can't, I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to stop myself. This is horrible. I cannot believe this is what's going to happen. Wow. It's just, it's a very scary feeling. Are you medicated? No. You're not. No. And then one time I looked up, because I like to know, you know what I mean? Like what's going to happen? I want to know what's going to happen. And I looked up, I found out it was something called intrusive thoughts, which is called harm OCD or pure OCD. And when I saw it was called pure OCD, I was like, oh my God. Okay. That means it's called pure OCD because there's no external expression of the obsession. So it's not like I'm thinking about killing somebody, so I have to kill them. It's a fear. Yeah. It's my brain thinking of the worst thing I could possibly think of. Okay. And just harping on that. And then everybody has those thoughts. Not everybody, but like I think 95% of people and 90% of people sometimes when they're driving will be like, I'll just drive, drive into the car. Yeah. Just drive into a tree or something. Uh-huh. I just have these crazy thoughts. Right. Like what if I just did this right now? The difference is like, yeah, not what if. It's like, mm, fuck, what if I can't not? That's like, that's where it goes. Uh-huh. Or it went. It only happened like two times in my life. Yeah. But it was because my child, I love my child so much. Of it was course. like, my brain was like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. And this is what you're going to think about right now. Ugh. There was a guy, I remember a guy, he ran over a girl that was running, like, purposely. Like, this was, I think it was, I mean, I think I know this because it happened in Delaware where I'm from. But Yeah. And it was like he had... He was in the military, PTSD, and a bunch of mental issues. He like did the thing. But that is a psychotic episode. But that's right. Yeah, not uh, not intrusive thoughts. Oh, totally so I different. googled, has anybody with intrusive thoughts ever murdered somebody? Okay, <laughs> just so you d- would and know. And I almost didn't like didn't click the the thing because I didn't want to know because it's just, in case it was like yeah one one person with it in the eighteen hundreds who had intrusive. <laughs> You're like, I'll be the second. I'll be the second. So I Googled it and it was like, no, nobody, literally not one person who okay. has ever rec- reported having intrusive thoughts has ever acted on them. The, it, the illness is it's self-contained, just like alcoholism okay. is a self-contained illness. I'm not drinking. I wasn't drinking to get out of like the stressful situation with my boss or my wife or whatever. I was drinking to shut my brain up, which was telling me drink, 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 right. drink over and over again until I drank. Right. It was an internal condition. Okay. That only uh, uh, no external factor can fix or address. Right. That's why medication is like, would it help? I'm not to the point where I would need it. It Mm -hmm. it was like it happened twice in my life, so I'm not to the to that point. But I would. I'm open to whatever. Yeah. I started meditating, praying, reading. I was just gonna ask you, like, what is your like? I hate to say self care, but you know what keeps you sane. Um. So I'm in twelve step recovery. So I'm there like three or four times a week. Okay. Make phone calls four or five times a week, read every day, pray every day, meditate, meditate. a few times a week, eat right, exercise, mm-hmm. um, be honest, live honest with myself so that I don't have to lie. Okay, I can't lie. Because if you're, the, a friend of mine said something about being honest and living honest, and people will act shitty um, and justify it by being honest by about being it. Honest. Yeah. Right. And it's like, uh, you're not living honest though, because you're still doing stuff that makes you I feel totally bad. I totally agree. Like, we, and then like we, you know, we have a dating podcast, and sometimes women will tell stories, and they'll tell us this terrible thing this guy did, and it was like he was honest. I'm like, don't give it. What you're patting this guy in the back because he was honest and yeah. did a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Yeah, honesty is not always the best policy. <laughs> Being a good person is always the best policy. You're trying, 
right and and being imperfect and willing to to grow as a person but I, the other thing my other tool my biggest self-care tool is honesty because yeah. when i sit down and look at where i have been and where i am now not just in life but in like in my head i know things are a lot better i used to be so much worse my ocd would come in ter- in, in the form of like insecurity in yeah. dating oh okay. i would call a girl she wouldn't pick up call her again wouldn't pick up call her again uh-huh do that for like a half an hour straight and then you get blocked no i don't even know if you couldn't even do that back then this is like 2003 (laughs) (laughs) they changed their number you'd have to no you had to do back then guys you know what's funny is that she'd pick up the phone eventually and i'd be like hey what's up what are you doing i tried calling you (laughs) oh my god did you drink and do drugs no this is sober okay this is sober because I I took away the drinking and the drugs. Yeah. And uh I didn't replace it with anything healthy. I kind of just I was going to meetings. I had I had a handle on how to stay sober, but I was also very young. I was 22 when I got sober, which okay. is like yeah. life would have been hard if I was drinking or sober. Right. So it was just life sucked better sober for me at that point. Cuz yeah. it would have sucked worse if I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Drinking, man. I, I mean, I'm not. It's just, it's just getting. I got to a point where I was like, I just the lows are so bad. Yeah. And just like physical health. Yeah. But even now, I'm like, I, I hate this. I don't get drunk a lot anymore. Like used to be a big drinker. I've had multiple DUIs. Like it's, I've always been like a huge drinker, like binge drinker. Yeah. Never, I never really feel like I had a problem. I wasn't ever self medicating. I wasn't drinking alone. I was like social binge drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I can drive. I don't follow the rules. Kind of just a bratty kid. Yeah. But. I'm just the lows are for me personally, whatever's going on in my brain, it's bad. Like a day after a really bad hangover, I'm like Ugh. in a deep, dark hole. And then I'm like, I'm never going to do this again. And then you do it again. Of course. What is we... wrong with me? Because you forget. <laughs> yeah. People forget. That's the beauty and the, you know, that's the gift and the curse of the human brain is that as painful as something is, you will get over it. Right. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And obviously, some things change your life. Some like a loss of a child or a parent or something yeah. that changes your life you don't get over it per se but you do get on with it you get on with your life you have to you know it's just it's like that meme it's like when you have a sniffly nose and you're like all the times i didn't have a sniffly nose i took for granted yeah i wish i was as fat as i used to think i was (laughs) 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 that's why so so um, ryan holiday okay the guy who you were about to lie about and say you know he has i gotta live an honest life yeah you gotta be honest live honest all that he wrote, ego is the enemy and the obstacle is the way. Their stoic philosophy bridges to modern life. Okay. Like you take stoic philosophy, Epictetus and Seneca and Marcus Aurelius, and then he applies it to modern problems. So his okay. new book, Stillness is the Key, is um, it's just so fucking good. It's so applicable to life as, oh, wow. as a person living in this distraction-filled society where you literally never have to exist if you don't want to. Right. You can just always be doing something. Yeah. Even when you're sleeping, you wake up, look at your phone. I look at my phone in the middle of the night. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. You do that too? Yeah. And actually, like, recently I'm like, this is a problem. Like, (laughs) I feel like, what am I doing till 3 a.m.? Like, nothing. This is, there's nothing productive about this. Like, you stay up till three? Well, I mean, I've always been a night person, but uh, I'm trying to get better and wake up earlier. But why am I on Instagram? What am I not doing anything? Like it's, what am I doing? Nothing. I, like nothing. Why did I shut it down and open it again? 
Because, oh my God. It's almost, I compare it to, people might get upset that have food addiction. It feels like that. It feels like I know I don't need to like keep eating these chips or something like that, but like I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, it it feels very similar. So I don't know. It's, I still, I need to just buy like an alarm clock, alarm clock and not on my phone in my bedroom. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, well, I use it to wake up. What are you, Ariana Huffington? Come on now. Sleep evangelist. Alarm clock. Well, it is the exact same pleasure center reward as the food addiction but there's no physical manifestation except you being a little tired maybe looking run down or whatever because you're up till three o'clock in the morning well there's just no point like i like to live a productive life so i'm like this is not productive no so that i'm sleeping late like what this just is no point it's a weird thing but i'm you still do it do you live alone Uh uh-huh yeah dog nighttime alone is tough yeah it is which could go either way you might want to go to bed at 8 p.m or stay up till three right I'm getting better because they're doing construction. It wakes me up at seven every day. So it's like this thing I'm trying to look at the positive. They're like, I wanted to make this life change anyway. So waking up to the jackhammer makes me want to die. But <laughs> at least <laughs> that's I'm, a really jarring way to wake it's up. It's real at seven thirty. It's really jarring. Oh my god! A jackhammer? Oh god! There's no no. Like I guess I'll go to yoga. Yeah, why not? <laughs> what else am I gonna do? Not be here. <laughs> There's nothing like waking up early is hard. But going to bed early is harder, I think. Yeah. Like that takes more discipline than waking up early. For sure. Waking up early, like you have to go to work. What are you going to do? Not go to work? Well, I don't. No, I know. But like. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah, I guess. I will set meetings and calls for like 10 just so I'm like, I got to get up. No structure. I'll just sleep. You need a little structure in your life. Yeah. I'm getting there. The jackhammer helps. Well, that's going to (laughs) stop. Sitting going to be left with the same I don't know they're building a. Fucking Trader Joe's downstairs. Might never stop. Wait, they're building a Trader Joe's downstairs? It, like on my building. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you know how good that is? Yeah, but there's also one a couple blocks away. We don't need it. Oh, well. It's I ruining mean, my life. I should get a gift card or something. <laughs> you don't need Everything is so cheap there. You I know. I do like it. Card. But they, well, you live, you don't live in Manhattan, right? Long Island. Do you have one near you? Yeah, I have two. I'm sure it's easy to shop in. Like uh, Trader Joe's in Manhattan is a mess. It's is like it? a nightmare. That it's so many people. I once walked in and the line, and this is middle of the day. The line was like, they had people in the line, like managing the line. Like it was a fucking music festival. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? I just walked in, in and walked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's too much. So, well, what time did you go? This was in the middle of the day. Lunchtime. I mean, it was afternoon. People might eat Trader Joe's lunch. They might go yeah. to Trader Joe's to buy lunch. I just I couldn't deal with it. In Union Square, I was like, I'm out. Ooh. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah. This one might be better, but it's it's ruining my life. Well, it'll be close. So if you go downstairs and there's a big line, you come back upstairs, you go back down in 40 minutes. It's not like you have to walk a few blocks. <laughs> like, can you hold my place in line? Every, I go upstairs. Everything is out. so convenient. It's so insane. Yeah. I, do you guys, do you use um, Instacart here? Shopping? Um, like groceries. Yeah. I have not used that. I've used Fresh Direct. Yeah. I mean, same thing. It's going to get to the point where uh, somebody pre-chews your food and it comes and spits it in your mouth. Baby birds, yeah. It has to. Like, it's how lazy are we going to get? Well, we we are lazy and we're so spoiled because now uh, we travel all the time. We do these shows in all these cities and like... You can't get anything you want to eat at midnight in Minneapolis. No, you know what I mean? I know. Like it's not we're really so spoiled. Where was I where I realized that? I was somewhere, maybe I was in Austin and it was like eleven o'clock. No, where was I? I don't know, it doesn't matter, but it wasn't in New York and I looked yeah. and I was like, Oh fuck, I don't I don't want chicken fingers. 
Go to this diner. That's what I I did that in Atlanta. I used to live in Atlanta for a long time, and I we had a show. We I had something there recently, and I it was you know eleven, and the only thing option an option on like whatever Postmates was chicken fingers and fries, and you can't order fries. No. I don't know what I was thinking. It no. came, it showed up, I put it in the trash. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I'm going to feel skinny tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> skinny as a needle. No chicken. However, if you ate the chicken fingers and fries, you'd feel plump as a tuft. Do you know skinny as a needle? No, Obviously. What, no, what is that? That's a Britney thing. Do you Britney, follow Britney? Britney. Spears. No. She's unraveling. Is she? Oh, I got to look that up. <laughs> I feel like you should know about. I'm going to check that out. Skinny as a needle. Inject her. Um, <laughs> So can you, the touring, I'm fascinated with. Okay. I'm absolutely fascinated by the fact that, okay, so your your trajectory looks like blog, bros being basic, mm-hmm. girls got to eat, yeah, world domination. That's the plan. It's what's happening. Right. So you're touring <laughs> and you're doing theaters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How many seats are in the theaters? Um, The most we've done is like 1,200. Because if I tried to go on the road, like 12 people would show up. <laughs> you don't know that. You have a, I mean, huge oh, following. Oh, I do know that. They're, f- they're followers, not fans. Okay. You're is, right. There's a difference. Which is, There's definitely a difference, which, was why, which is why I started the podcast and I started a couple of other things because everything I do now is to like, the Instagram is not really growing as much anymore, mm-hmm. is to farm the followers that are already there for fans that will come see Wanna me. Want to see you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like that was the thing when I had... Bros being basic, like nobody cared about me. I know. Like I was like, oh, they don't care. Like I'd try to go on the stories or I'd try to be like, hey, I'm here. What's up? You know, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Promote my comedy. They're like, this isn't even a dude. You know, like they're pissed. (laughs) Um, But oh, they're livid. Yeah, they're like, what is this bitch doing? But no, it's fine. But it didn't work. It didn't translate. It doesn't translate. It's a different. (laughs) It's a different language. It's a different platform, and um, that's why I'm just so in. Like I'm infatuated by people who are able to do two, or three different platforms. Um, yeah. I mean, and you know, in all honesty, Brosy Basic, it's you know, it's still alive, and I still manage it. But I, I mean, I don't post as much. It's kind of, you know, it's not my main thing anymore. Yeah. But this this podcast, yeah, it's really kind of taken over our lives. I mean, in the best way. But yeah. we we try to give people a different experience so our live shows are not like live podcasts like we record them just to have we don't release them as episodes they're like a full-blown comedy experience we do audience participation when we have theater shows we'll open with like dancers we've had male strippers we've had you know hip-hop dance teams like we kind of open with this really high energy performance and then we come out and we just like make it really lit it's like a really great girls night out how long is the show about an hour 45 hour yeah. and a half yeah so but that was always we started when we, we like had guests we were like nobody cares about these guests they yeah. just want to see us yeah, they just want to laugh yeah like we would try to do like a serious topic we were like this is so stupid like listen to the podcast like we just want to make people laugh talk bring people up on stage get crazy have people leave and just be like what the fuck was that yeah like that's the whole plan and who's the mastermind behind that do you um, guys have somebody helping you or is it you and Randy? no i mean I I've have experience with like oh, with events. some event planning stuff right. and obviously performing and being a stand up. So uh, no, I mean we have an equal effort, but a lot that stuff is me. Like the stuff that's a little more different with the dancers yeah. and stuff. I book all that entertainment and stuff like that. But we've wow. we've created the show together. Like yeah. it's really fifty fifty in terms of like how we're gonna do what we're gonna do and keep how did you how did you two meet? 
Uh, we met on a on an influencer trip, um, oh like a press God. trip in Aruba. So, I can't. This story is so, so pretentious. But we we met in Aruba, and obviously realized we we're both from New York, and we had this press trip. And these trips, I don't know if people know. I mean, it was through the Marriott. It was like the Aruba Marriott. They have like five people, five writers, influencer people. They you're there for free to write about and cover the hotel. They set up activities for you and stuff like that. So we met. We hung out three, four days. Uh, and I just really liked her. I'd wanted to do a podcast already. I'd, I knew I wanted to be about dating and relationships, and I uh-huh. just wanted to do it with a woman. And um, I just I pictured it as like the rest of my life, or at least the next big thing. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta find somebody that I like want to be around a lot. And yeah. I respect their vision, and they work hard. And sorry, my eyes are bothering me. Are I don't right? know if you, do you can take tell. a break. I, I was like, are you so? I don't bored? know if you could tell. My eyes are bothering me. Hey, where are you? Don't <laughs> say something so I can geolocate you. <laughs> You're so, so high right now? No, <laughs> my eyes are. Uh, sometimes I get allergies and uh, my eyes just shut down. Are you do our contacts? No. Lucky you. I wish I had contacts so I could rip my eyeballs out right now. I'm holding a, this microphone like an influencer holds a cup of coffee. <laughs> like little hands. <laughs> uh, I put my sweater over the bottom of my palm and hold the coffee. Oh, so good. Cozy, cozy season. Um. Yeah, the whole touring thing is like uh, to to be able to go to a city, sell tickets, have people come see you, and give them all you can give them, is like that's the dream. That's like the dream. Yeah, it's, I think it's a dream. I mean, it, it's just like we take it so seriously because we don't a we don't want to disappoint people. They paid money to come see us. Like we. And we don't want it to end. Like we don't want it to be like that sucked. And yeah. you know, so we kind of. Uh, we're, we're going back and doing shows in Chicago in December and they sold out right away, these two theater shows. And I'm just so happy because I feel like we'd done two shows there before that I I didn't think were our best. So uh-huh. I was like, thanks for coming back. Well, we've just, we've had to figure this out as we go along. Sure. That's not to say that it had it wasn't good to start, but like, you know, we've tweaked it. We've made it what it needs to be. And so um, some of those people that came in the early days, I'm like, thank you for coming back. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving like us like weird guests. We're like you don't know these people, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they're not there for guests. The guests are cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's nice to have a yeah. guest, especially if the guest is really good. Yeah. But the people are that's something that I'm I'm realizing with this is that the guests are very important, but the my followers hearing you, I'm doing them a favor by bringing you in here. Mhm. By like showcase, like asking you the questions I want to ask you, like they're benefiting from my curiosity in you, yeah. but they're coming because I told them about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, but there is a little bit of pressure on me to get good guests, especially people that I'm interested in, and anybody who has plugged along on the internet for a number of years, mm-hmm. I have respect for and curiosity about, and. I want to know, like, not only how did you do it, because I know kind of how you did it. You just didn't give up. You just didn't stop. But, like, what is your life like now? Like, I'm always interested in people yeah. who are, because there's so many going back to what I was saying before. If I was this was the 80s, I'd be fucked because I'm, like, not hot enough, but I'm, like, you know, not funny enough to, not ugly enough to be so funny. Um, there's so many more opportunities for middle-of-the-road people like me, <laughs> talent-wise. Middle-of-the-road. <laughs> so humble. Talent-wise, who, like, could go either way marginally talented but you have exposure you know what i right. mean and my talent is not my talent is just that i will not stop until i die yeah that's my talent 
And, oh, and just to clarify, I meant guests on our live shows. I don't mean people don't want to hear guests on our podcast. I just wanted to yeah. clarify that. Random Figure. guests that they haven't heard before. Because people love our guests that we have on. And then they follow them and they go to their shows and stuff yeah. like that. I wanted to clarify. I, I also think it's just like people are scared to take risks. Yeah. Like when I left my nine to five job in PR, I didn't have any money. I was just like so broke. But I was like, all I want to do is work for myself. I can't live this life. I can't. When have was to that? Be at an office. This was in uh, in 2010. Really? Yeah. But that's when you quit your job. I I had had like I'd worked at, my first job out of college. I worked at this magazine, and then I was doing other stuff. But I always knew I was like I cannot work for somebody and have like an office job and have to like put in a request if I want to take a vacation. I can't live like this. My dad the same way. Just like I had this entrepreneurial spirit I guess for lack of a less douchey word to like not live that life I just knew it wasn't for me I would always like have have clashes with bosses and my whole life like authority figures I was like I just can't live like this I've got to be on my own yeah so I'm like I'm gonna go on my own as a freelance writer and that's what I did for the next couple years I was editor of this really popular website that has since shut down called Daily Candy and all that and then I saw a need for a beauty fashion blog that was funny and that's how I started the blog like I'm I just think people need to think outside the box yeah not give up and like actually do what's authentic to them because people are like how can i start an account like yours and like you can't you can't and do you is that do you like is that interesting to you like do you feel passionate about it what like people know i think deep down and this is a mark manson thing too what fuck finding your passion is one of his old blogs yeah like you know what you're into just stop comparing and trying to do what someone else is doing it's never going to work yeah that's a great point i mean it's not even today i need to hear that yeah and that's obviously what set you aside. I mean, you know, there's a million meme accounts that are just reposting all the same shit. Yeah. And I think you and me specifically, because now Brosby Basic is a meme account. It didn't start like that. Like, yeah. I want to create something that no one else has seen. I take it seriously. People think you're that's funny. To, you're about to watch me rip my eyeball out. Take <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> it's not allergy season. It's always allergy season. Like in you, my do, life. you do not see? You have eye drops. I might. Just keep going. It and it lasts for like ten minutes. How long have I been ripping my eyeballs out for? Um, I'm sure people love listening to this. And now there's about to be one big tear, like I'm an astronaut in space. Just, just, just well, cry it out. Welling up on my eye. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Mike Vecchione, you want to come say hello? No. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't be <laughs> slow about it. What are you doing? I don't even know if they're going to be able to hear you. You might have to, you're going to have to talk in there, buddy. You're wearing a, uh, I, you're wearing I thought a, that this, uh, the other one was on. I doubt it. We're um, in, can we're... I apologize to your fans? Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. I had, had a really, I think, I'm not apologizing for anything I did. I think I was just, I was uh, acting out on your podcast, <laughs> being sarcastic, and your fans, the, some of their fans took me seriously. So few, dude. So seriously. Uh, but I read some of the comments. I was like, this is not a good representation of who I am. So let me. Um, Thanks, crying now. Yeah, I'm let so me. I, I'm sorry to step on your. I'm sorry. I'm Mike. Hi, Ashley. Ashley, Ashley, nice to meet you. But I'm Ashley. I'm a really. Uh, and Tank could vouch for this. I'm a nice person. Very nice person. I know, so. I know your girlfriend. I think. Do you? Are you guys still together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mike okay. is a professional comedian. Like I'm a decent person, yeah. but the way the fans were coming at me were like, I, I think that they didn't understand that I was being sarcastic because it kind of morphed into a thing where we were talking about. Um, Be honest, probably we're talking. We were no, we were talking about <laughs> career stuff. Like Tank was being serious, and I started off sarcastic. It and was then, probably my fault, and I'll tell you why. Because the clip that I picked 
started off with you very sarcastic and ended sincere. It should have been the other way around because people saw the sarcasm and they were like, you fuck this guy. They, yeah. they watched a minute of right, it. Right, they commented. And then, um, and then they were gone. Yeah. Right. But anyway, thanks, so listeners. Sorry. This is Mike Vecchione. He was on episode, uh, I don't know, maybe 27 or so of the, of the podcast. He you went on a. He went, yeah, we took it down. Yeah. yeah Actually, iTunes, iTunes took it down. They were like, we <laughs> cannot have this on our platform. Steve no. Jobs was from the grave was like, <laughs> ripped this it out of the, uh, yeah. the archive. Yeah, it sucks. So I just wanted to uh, make that acknowledgement for uh, your, your fans. Well, you know what, Mike? You're, I know you're a good guy, right. a great guy, actually. Thank you. Very funny, Thank respectful. You for um, I said I didn't know for sure. You seem right. like you could be decent based on who you date. But you, should, but you shouldn't go all in. You don't know who I am. That's what I'm saying. And it's great to be cautious in this climate sure. that we're in. Yeah, we get all the seasons here. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys just having a heart-to-heart? Am I stepping on it? No. I feel I, like I'm doing what I did before again. Yeah, you're going you know to have to come like back stepping in a few weeks on your, and apologize. I guess I've almost... I've taken the um, no you know why because every time i'm in the studio you guys invite me in so i wanted to invite you in because he saw a woman and he was like i can talk over her (sighs) that's exactly that's exactly the impression that we're going to give the fans shannon hit the mic i want to be be clear that i think that women are people and they (laughs) think um, they are or you know i I think that they're people and i think that they're um woke conscious and and capable and not just sexually or w- with recipes, but capable. Hear. Yeah, this this is, and I think that. Now right. I asked one of the um, one of your producers for water, and uh, they didn't. They didn't bring it. So was it was it was it was it a woman? Was it a woman? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was actually uh, a man. Probably with very feminine, probably a straight feminine energy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's getting it's it's getting a little. I well, to, thanks for coming. In I from have the to go 50s, hydrate. Man. Yeah, go hydrate that skin. You but, you look um, great without a mustache. Thank you very much. You. you look good with a mustache too. Thank you. But well, thank you. That was a good save. Yeah. Is this over yet? Okay. Yeah. You guys go back to your conversation. <laughs> I don't want to, and I, I don't want to interrupt anymore. Too late. All right. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Mike, Mike. Can he come say hi? Sure. Come in. But now we have a better mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two of them. Wow. What is Three going mics. on? Wow. It's almost like there's too many white mics in comedy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that mic is on. Well, you got to talk there. Talk there. This the mic is on. You can use mine. See. Okay. I have to record my okay. Podcast we're doing real good. Yeah. Irish goodbye. Irish goodbye. Guys. I have anyway. a, Thank you so much for mentioning. Irish goodbye podcast. I have a guy coming on Wednesday named Ryan Holiday who looks exactly like this guy. Really? Yeah. I'm going to show Come you a picture in. before I go. Guys, also, Girls Gotta Eat, an episode called Young Love. It's with Mike Feeney and Mike Cannon, who are standing here right now. It's one of my personal favorites. Really? If people are like, what episode should I start with? I recommend it. Really? It, Mike Cannon tells the funniest story I've ever heard in my whole life. I'm going to listen to it on the way home tonight. It's laugh out of funny. I fell off the couch. Wow. Sorry, I shouldn't hype it this hard. People are going to be like, that story's stupid. It fills my heart. <laughs> that happened with Be- Between Two Ferns. Somebody told me to watch the end of Between Two Ferns. And I, my favorite thing on Netflix right now is I Think You Should Leave. Uh-huh. And everything I, I get recommended, I compare it to that. I'm like, is it I think you should leave? He's like, it's good. It's not, you know, I don't know, whatever. Just watch it. And I watched it. I was like. Is Between Two Ferns good? What's the joke? Um, <laughs> I think we should leave. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> I miss you guys already. <laughs> Have you seen I Think You Should Leave on Netflix? No. It's the greatest fucking show. Is this a new? Ever seen. Is it new? Relatively new within the okay. last few months. Maybe three, four months. Okay. Um. It's guy Tim Robinson from Saturday Night Live, okay. who was 
too bizarre for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But not bizarre enough for like the Tim and Eric show or whatever, like yeah. kind of in between. And he straddles it perfectly. He is so funny and so, uh, he just takes these really simple premises and mm -hmm. he just annihilates them, rips them. Like there's a, the, the one in the boardroom where he, his coworkers sit him on, a, they put a whoopee cushion on his seat and he just cannot understand. Like he's never seen one before. Oh, okay. And he's confused as to like, like he sits down and he goes, and he goes, oh my God, I think I just farted. Um, I need to take a walk and figure out what's going on. Like, go figure out what's going on with his butthole. Like, he's never just sat down and farted. <laughs> he's never seen one. And then he just cannot understand what the joke is. Like, what's the joke? It's uh, That kind of feels like Curb a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. But funnier. Yeah. Yeah, he's, his face is, oh, man, he's so It funny. sounds good. Have you watched Between Two Ferns? Oh, yeah, I watched the movie. And the last few minutes with the, oh, right, you know, the, 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 the um, outtakes or whatever, my partner Adam goes, you know, it's like everything you've been waiting for this entire time. It's like the release of like all that tension yeah. in the studio. Uh -huh. You see the outtakes <laughs> and the outtakes, some of them were pretty funny, but like that's not I think you should leave level. Okay. Wait, so what did you want to talk about with masculine uh, men with feminine energy? Well, I just, I, again, I, my whole life now is surrounded about dating relationships. So I just think about this stuff all the time. Yeah. So I have masculine energy, obviously. And- it's kind of funny because you like look back on the guys you dated and it, not you, you know, women. And you're like, yeah, they had feminine energy. It's a real thing. It's oh, like a definitely. match. And it can flow back and forth and stuff like that. Do you, do you think about this kind of stuff? 100%. Okay. I have a book coming out about oh, dating God. called Go to Bed Angry. Okay. So more about, more about marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that took me a second. Well, you're about to come do our podcast, so maybe we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, all the advice that's given out is just so stupid. Nobody... Nobody really knows what they're doing. Everyone is literally winging it every single day of their life. The best you can do is find somebody who's also winging it in the same direction yeah. you are and hope that like your paths don't divert too far because if they di divert too far, then you grow apart and then right. things don't work out. But that's it. If you can grow together. Well, and just can't do better than people that. just they take themselves so seriously, like dating experts and stuff. I mean, therapists are a different thing, but. We just tell people what our experience, what that's, we think yeah. about it, and that's it. Yeah, you that's know? all you can do. And hopefully you can relate. And If you're honest, they'll relate. Yeah. That's one thing that I found is that the the problem with people uh, being divided in this country is that they're not divided. They're just dishonest. And they're not even dishonest with other people. They're dishonest with themselves. They'll see something and go, oh, I don't feel that way. It's mm -hmm. like, you definitely feel that way. Yeah. Because you, it, it occurred to you to say that you don't feel that way. If you didn't feel that way, you wouldn't have reacted like that. And you just, people are stupid too, also, intelligence-wise. <laughs> but also they just, I feel like they don't want to admit they're wrong. I feel like people, no. like, that, I know that there's people that, for example, like, voted for Trump and are, are think he's a monster, but they won't admit they're wrong. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing. People that never admit they're wrong and never say sorry, I, I can't be around it. No. We have, like, one estranged family member in my perfect family that's no. like this uncle that like cannot admit fault never has in his entire life it's a crazy thing no accountability none responsibility Every, everything else is someone else's fault you will get so you much can never date somebody like that either no i you get so much more equity with me if you're honest i don't if even if you're even oh, like a worse person 
than somebody who yeah. might be a little bit of a better person but is dishonest about who they are and not willing to own their mistakes. Crazy. I'd rather you have I'd rather deal with a worse person who's like trying. Trying. Yeah. The same. Trying to trying to grow. Because that on the short term, this person is obviously better to be around. But on the long term, this person is going to become more developed and be better, probably not too far down the line because they're aware. Yeah, self-aware, for trying. sure. Uh, do you have any tours coming up? Because we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. But then we're going to go to your house and we're <laughs> yeah. going to do the, uh, the Girls Gotta Eat. I'm so excited. Go to bed angry. Go to like, bed angry. Call the episode that. Um, yeah, I mean, we are... Uh, when is this going to come out? Do you have any books or anything? We don't have a book. I don't know. I guess we could do a book. We're just we're, we're busy. Busy. Yeah. Busy. Too. I would like to write a book. When just I mean I've been writing my whole life. I would like to write a book just my own, like yeah. a collection of essays kind of thing. Yeah. I have one chapter. <laughs> it's the first time I did stand up. It was first grade. I bombed. That's <laughs> show and tell. Devastating. Well, I crushed it one week, and next week I went in with a totally different vibe and bombed. Yeah. You know what it feels like to bomb as a six year old? Oh my God. <laughs> You shouldn't know what that feels like at six. Everything should just be fine. Um, but we have sh- tickets left. I don't know when this comes out. Uh, this is going to be out in a few weeks. So it's uh, okay. this will be out probably before Halloween. Okay. Maybe if it's we have uh, a, a lot of our shows are sold out. Humble brag, but still tickets in Charleston, <laughs> New Orleans. Humble brag. Uh, and that's it. We, so oh, we have a so lot of shows, but they're like, or, and we have a show here in New York that should still have tickets left. We're doing two holiday shows here at Town Hall. Where? I mean, um, where do they go to get the tickets? Girlsgottoeatpodcast.com, or I prefer this link, and I can tell the story if you'd like to hear it quickly. Sure. Stupidliveshows.com. Great. So, and back to you, you read your reviews because you're still able to, because yeah. like people aren't mean to you yet. Maybe they are. No. Ours just got too out of control. Like, yeah. when. I think with any podcast, because I read reviews on others, like when you hit a certain point of popularity or whatever, people just are mean. They're just, of course, yeah. they, they want to hate and say mean things. So I can't look. It's just not, I mean, there's no reason for me to look. It's just not good for me mentally. But um, when I was still reading them from time to time, someone wrote like, I'm done with this podcast, like blah, blah, blah. All these girls do is talk about their stupid live shows. And we're like, because that's our life and we're proud, you know? Yeah. But I just took that and ran with it. So that's what our shows are literally so called. Good. Like, we were like, thanks for branding the stupid live shows. And that's what they're called? We call them that now. Oh, my we God. Make, we make posters, the link, stupid live shows. That's where you go to get the tickets. Like, this person, I'm just like, fuck you. And oh, thank so, you. So go to stupidliveshows.com. Forget the girls <laughs> got to eat podcast.com. Stupidliveshows.com. That's great. I can't wait till I can do that. It's just, you got, like, own something. I do like a lot that. of stand up bits now, like, of surrounding the mean stuff people say to me and about me on the internet because I'm like it's I have to do this anything with anything breakups whatever my ex got engaged it was a little hard on me like I've got to take these things and make them cathartic with yeah. comedy I, it's like such a blessing to be able to do it yeah you too definitely is um, so girls got to eat podcast on iTunes mm-hmm. Spotify everywhere yeah right iTunes Spotify and, wherever you listen and then Ash Hess yep. on Instagram A-S-H-H-E-S-S I know I got it and then One Hungry Jew mm-hmm and then she girls might be changing eat. her handle. Oh, she's really? Go to Instagram. She's got a what? She's gonna go to Instagram and talk to them. <laughs> it's <laughs> hello. Uh, I'd like to speak to somebody about my Instagram name. They don't give a shit. This is not how that works. They don't give a shit. She, she has someone that's. It's hard to change your name. Like when you, they won't let if you're like verified and you have a bottle of follower. You couldn't change yours just Impossible. all willy nilly. No, you couldn't. You'd have to. I go mean, there. you can. I remember Ireland uh, Baldwin used to change her name like every week. Oh, really? Yeah, she probably can. But the problem is if she wants to change it to something that's like difficult to get or she has to somehow 
change simultaneously. So she has to create another account and call that One Hungry Jew so that she can save it just in case she wants to get it back mm-hmm. and then name the other one, whatever she wants to name it. Ugh, what a mess. I don't know. Knock, yeah. knock. Buzz, buzz. Instagram, it's me. Yeah. Here to change my handle. <laughs> well, for hung- for now, One Hungry Jew. But Girls Gotta Eat podcast is where people mm-hmm. should go. I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm Thank glad you. To, Thanks uh, for having me. to be able to watch your um, your determination and grit end in a win. Thank you. Sam, yeah. can't wait to read your book. All right. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you.